Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman show for Superman fans by Superman fans. Brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. My name is Steve Eunice and I'm joined by my trusty co-host Neil Bailey. Hi Neil. Hey Steve, only 1200 days until Superman 2. You mean the Donna version? No, that's only a few months, right? Awesome clips though, eh? Yeah, awesome clips uh, have been released for the upcoming Richard Donner version of Superman 2, so I'm guessing you are referring to the sequel for Superman Returns then? Oh yes, where Singer says he wants to go all Wrath of Khan, which can only be great. But we're putting the cart before the horse here, how about that first one, huh? Bloody amazing work! Superman Returns was an excellent film. I've read and researched so much about it since seeing the movie, which is now three times that I've seen it. Uh, the material out there for the film is just amazing, especially like the official released books, um, the visual guides, the artwork books, the adaptations. Uh, there's a whole depth of material to this other than just the actual movie itself, which was awesome, by the way. I agree. A lot of people might gather from my analysis, which finds the flaws necessarily, that I didn't like the film, but quite honestly, I was blown away by most aspects of the film. Everyone I talked to, for the most part, loved it, and I'm no exception. There are some flaws, but most, movie ha- most movies have flaws, and the overall question is whether or not the good kicks the tar out of the bad. And in, this came, in the case of Superman Returns, my answer is hell yes. It was interesting to hear Brian Singer state he's very interested in doing a sequel to Superman Returns, with so much speculation from the media on whether there would actually be a sequel or not. Uh, hopefully he knows something the rest of us don't. I think the media is going to speculate all at once. People seem to want to watch icons fail, and the news around this movie was no exception, but here's my take on it. If they make a Fantastic Four sequel just because of Jessica Alba's butt, then there's going to be a Singer Superman 2. If not, I'll probably gather up a bat and go visit Warner Brothers, because they're making money off this film no matter what with the DVD. So the only reason to condemn it to no sequels would be greed at not having made an exorbitant profit over a good one. To say nothing of the fact that it's simply a great story that should continue and needs to. Superman Returns has already made something like $280 million US worldwide, and while it hasn't yet reached the $200 million mark domestically in the US, uh, they've already made millions of dollars profit from the film's release, cinematic release, worldwide, uh, not to say anything of the money made from merchandise and uh, the upcoming DVD sales. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Most people are unaware of the fact that the box office take is typically not where the money is made, but rather in the new market. The, uh, in this new market, the high sales of DVDs usually makes a movie profitable, even if it bombs theatrically. Otherwise, studios would sink under horrible attendance at theaters. Superman, no doubt, with his brand recognition, will sell a ton of DVDs this holiday. Exactly. Otherwise, why would Warner Home Video have released so many Superman DVD titles in June alone? Uh, the franchise is still a huge money spinner for Warner Brothers. On beyond that, the simple fact remains that with the sequel, more money will be made, because though people miss it, miss it in the theaters, they're familiar by the time the next one comes out. Worked with Spider-Man, X-Men, and probably even, shuddering aside, will make Fantastic Four 2 a winner. Not only that, but sets have been built and preserved for future use, meaning they've saved money for any sequels uh, that might come. Anyway, speaking of DVDs, the Donner Cut of Superman 2 was big news at the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, the previously unreleased footage that's been posted online and shown at the con uh, is just exciting. Yeah, I, I just took one look at it and saw a much more action-oriented sequence. I mean, just a simple change in scope with Non smashing into the peak or blowing up the freaking Empire State Building alone makes the fight more epic. 
Finally seeing the scene where Lois throws herself out of the Daily Planet window, having heard so much about it over the years, it's fantastic. Great acting. Yeah, much preferable to the whole Niagara Falls scene by my reckoning. I agree. Uh, Rumour has it that this will be an 8-disc DVD set, not the originally planned 14-disc set. I hear they're just going to put the four Christopher Reeve movies and all the specials and bonus materials and the Superman 2, Donna Cut and everything that's associated with them uh, into this 8-disc box set, leaving the Superman Returns uh, movie and its numerous discs with specials and bonus material to be released in a different box set. That's just what I'm hearing at this stage. And see, I know they'll be making money off that one because I rarely pony up for a second version of a movie I already own, but this one's already considered bought. I'll post all the details of these DVDs as soon as uh, we get the information. I'll put them up on the website. So uh, as soon as all those details are released, uh, you'll see them on the site. Great. So how about the comics lately? What do you think of Busiek's first solo run? Imagine that, a Lois that loves Superman and understands why he has to do what he has to do. How awesome. As opposed to, you know, other people who shall remain, uh, name this, uh, wait a second. <coughs> Brian Azzarello! <coughs> yes, I said Brian Azzarello! <coughs> yeah, I'm so glad DC is sticking with the marriage and making it work. I love the fact that Lois and Clark are a team of sorts working with one another. Uh, I think that may be why some fans didn't necessarily, or comic book fans didn't necessarily warm to Kate Bosworth's version of the character in the movie because um, we're so enamoured with Lois, the wife, from the comics. Especially when she's written so well as in the recent issues. Well, yeah, it's a distinctive modality, and people either love shrewish Lois or hate it. Personally, I see her as two people, just like Clark is three people. A strong, independent figure on her own, but also, in the context of her chosen relationship with Clark, a giving person. Part of the joy of marriage is the ability to reconcile what the needs of your partner is, or are, rather, with the uh, difficulties that give you, with the difficulties that that gives your personality. And I always say that Lois and Clark is one of the best examples of that in terms of the modern feminist paradigm, what with all the expectations placed on women. Music nailed that, how, how, Lois, how Lois should be, in my opinion. So how about Superman Batman? Are you missing Loeb? Are you liking the new direction? To me, it has a very Loeb feel so far. A, a one-off issue, and then they're starting a big, neat-sounding arc. Yeah, Verhaden is a great writer. I'm excited to see where he takes the series after the interesting start he's given us. Likewise. How about Joe Kelly's Supergirl? It was a bit of an awkward uh, moment seeing Kara kiss Kal-El, even though we know he's not our Kal-El. Yeah, I thought immediately of the Showcase Superman issue where he makes out with Kara to make Lois jealous. You in many ways, but also strangely hot. Excuse me, I must now be purified with fire hoses. Point being, yeah. Weird and yet interesting. Odd. Well, we've spoken about comics and the Donna version of Superman 2. How about we join the two and talk about Donna writing comics? Yeah, yeah, exciting. I heard about this a while ago but had to sit on it. Really, really great news. And it looks like they're parlaying it into a new Superboy, maybe even Super Baby, who knows. Either way, I like how they're taking that ship that landed early enough up and away and running with it. Should be interesting to see how it pans out. Jeff Johns alone is great news. I've really enjoyed his Up, Up and Away arc, but uh, teaming him with Donna, just brilliant. Uh, the two are great friends, having worked together for years. Jeff was Richard's assistant for quite some time. Uh, actually, that's how we first met uh, Jeff Johns, which is when he helped us get an uh, interview for the Superman homepage with Richard Donner back in 2003. It's sad that we're down to so few books per month in straight continuity, but they keep the talent going at least. Um... Now if they'd only make the continuity sensible, it's just getting atrocious. The, the answer we always 
get asking about it. It's just, well, we'll explore it through the story. It's been that way with Eddie and even through Matt. And they'll, they, they, they tell the story, and they forget that to explore it through the story, the continuity, you've got to kill some of the story so they don't explore it, even though they say they will, and bang, here we are nearly three years later with no coherent sense to birthright, and yet another continuity revision since. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been impressed with the detail in which new Superman comics editor Matt Idelson has been answering our fan forum questions. Uh, he seems to truly want to help us understand what's going on and where they're going and what they have planned. I guess we'll really start to get a taste of what he has in store for us over the next month. I'm, I'm more than willing to give Matt a chance. After all, as, uh, as much as Eddie, um, I liked him on and off, it's really his mess, birthright, and he, he should own it. And, and to a degree, Jeff's um, with the Infinite Crisis revision, but then, as Jeff told me in his interview, he's doing Superman so that he can help explain what has changed and cause and, and affect that transition, which is awesome. It's it's better than what happened with Birthright. And and one more thing, all you folks in the Chicago area, Barry and I will be at Wizard World Chicago, and we'll have an artist booth. We hope to see you there. We'll be I'll, I'll be selling books, and uh, we'll both be taking advice for the site and impressions. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys. And if you come, you might get to see me arrested for violating my restraining order with the, my uh, future wife, Erica Durance. I figure she'll eventually decide we're right for each other. I mean, each arrest just affirms my eternal love. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised with you. <laughs> Sounds like you guys will have a lot of fun in Chicago. Fans should definitely drop by the Superman homepage booth in Artist Alley to say hello. I only wish I could be there. I wish you could too, but who knows, maybe next year. We're working on it, folks. One day. So, anything else you want to talk about before we move on with the rest of the show? Nope, carry on. Okay, here's the trailer for the current chapter of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton audio drama, available for download alongside this edition of Radio KAL. Clark investigates his informant's mysterious clue. Hey, Bibble. You didn't get a package or an envelope for me by any chance, did you? Uh, no. Not as I can remember, Mr. Kent. Lex finally admits his feelings for Lois. Lois, this has been more than I ever hoped it would be. The best days of my life. And now that you're here, I'm never letting you out of my sight again. There's a jailbreak at Strikers. Don't you want out of your cell, Metallo? And you can get me out of here? I pulled the code from the memory of one of the guards I disposed of. You don't get around, do you? And someone makes a surprising return to Metropolis. You can't help but notice that you're very much not in prison. The Foundation cracks as Pendant Productions presents issue 19 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, on July 26, 2006. Only at supermanhomepage.com Awesome. Yep, Jeffrey Bridges and crew are doing a great job with the series. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time for the Super Secret Soundbite competition. Last month, the sound came from the Season 3 episode of Smallville titled Magnetic. We had some problems with the forms on the website during July due to an increased load on the web server because of Superman Returns. So we might have missed some entries, but uh, there were four people whose entries did come through successfully, and they were Nelda Mormon, Sean Hemmings, Stephen G, and Zach Shapiro. Congratulations, guys, and sorry about the form problem. Okay, on to the new super-secret soundbite. Can you guess which episode of Smallville this sound comes from? Lana Dean's asked me to marry him. If you can... Use the super-secret soundbite entry form found at the Radio KAL webpage 
at the Superman homepage website. And I'll read out the names of each person who gets it right in our next Radio KAL show. Brainiac brain teaser time. Aha! Time to test my rational middle against the questions I always answer instantly correctly. Let me read this here. Now, before you do, Neil, let's, uh... How about we tell them what last show's answer was? Yeah! Yeah, I always do that. I put the heart before the horse again. Yeah, definitely shoot. Okay. Well, you'll recall that in our last show, Neil told you about the Joker and his socks. 24 red socks and 24 green socks, to be exact. With the Joker's closet being completely dark, Neil asked you what the smallest number of socks the Joker had to remove in order to be certain of getting two socks of different colours. The answer is 25. I had a complex theorem, thinking 1 plus 2 plus 3. No wonder I got a C in calculus. Yeah, but at least as a writer you knew that calculus started with a C. And I could beautifully describe how I failed, just not why. (laughs) Okay, well, let's read the new Brainiac brain teaser. Go for it. In Superman's Fortress of Solitude, a Kryptonian crystal doubled in height every year until it reached its maximum height over the course of ten years. How many years did it take for the crystal to reach half its maximum height? Now, I know the answer to this one, but I'll tell you all what it is in our next Radio KAL show. I've got an interesting song for us this show. Um, This one actually came to me via an email from a fan who wrote and recorded this song as a tribute to George Reeves' memory. It's called Oh George, and it's by Richard Potter. In the endless reaches of the universe, there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. The police have warned everyone to remain in their homes. This looks like a job for Superman. Take heed. This is your last warning. This is your last warning. And that's why I'm sure you 
Yeah, it's brand new, a fan-made song. Uh, if you like it, you can download it from theforbidden-zone.com forward slash George Reeves. Or if you're using the Whizbang MP4 format of this podcast, you can find the link highlighted in the image below. 
Cool. That's all we have time for in this our 19th episode of Radio KAL. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Steve. You stay classy, Erica Durance's bodyguard. Feel free to send us an email if you have any topics you'd like Neil and I to discuss on a future episode of Radio KAL. Until next time, I'm Steve Eunice. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. 